0: We are now. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Strange <laughs> Nancians. This is Strange News.
1: Super well played
0: Hell yeah, that's how we do it.
1: <laughs> Alright, we got lots of strange news. It's been a while since we've done strange news. With people. And I said we needed to do some strange news because I have 43 tabs open on my phone. So eventually, we got to tell you about the weird stuff going on my first topic today is one that i want to get in on but i was told it's not worth the cost in a short amount of time did you know your ring doorbell could make you a million dollars yeah you want to make million dollars always always so if you have a Ring device on your business, home, whatever, you could be entered into winning a million dollars if you have a recording of extraterrestrial activity.
0: What?
1: I know, right? So Ring is calling it their million dollar search for extraterrestrials and it's where they encourage users to film an extraterrestrial sighting with their Ring device. The contest is open only to Americans, at least 18 years old, and they have to capture, and y'all need to listen to these specific rules. You need to capture unaltered scientific evidence of a real extraterrestrial life form with a ring device. So you cannot... Send your really awkwardly sick teenager out in a skin-tight suit with a mask on Make it a little blurry and call it an alien <laughs> The winner of this contest they're gonna receive a million dollars and they're gonna receive $50,000 payments for a year for two decades company said So I hope you're ready Right. Enter it in. Send it into Ring. If you have a Ring doorbell, you must know how to submit videos to Ring. I don't know, but you only have till November 3rd, 2023, so you only have a, barely a month to do this. So, find them aliens. I know. I was told it's not worth the investment. We have no guarantee we'll find aliens in the suburbs of Lincoln.
0: Right. Seems unlikely. But whatever.
1: What do you got for us today, Stan? I got?
0: So the James Webb Telescope has uh, discovered dozens of seemingly physics-breaking rogue objects floating through space in pairs, and scientists aren't sure how they can exist. Freely drifting through the Orion Nebula, the Jupiter mass binary objects, or jumbos, exist in 42 pairs. Each object orbits its partner at up to... 390 times the distance between Earth and the Sun. The jumbos are too small to be stars, but as they exist in pairs, they are unlikely to be rogue planets ejected from solar systems. Yet somehow they still formed. Researchers published their findings on October 2nd um, and put it into a peer review database. How pairs of young planets can be ejected simultaneously and remain bound, albeit weakly, or at relatively wide separations. It remains quite unclear, the researchers wrote in the paper. They suggest that perhaps a new, quite separate formation mechanism could be responsible for the odd couple's creation.
1: Mm. What? Let's or their giant there.
0: spaceships.
1: Uh, I hope so. I bet you do. Well, I know. Maybe the Chinese will figure out what they are. Oh, because right. the Chinese astronomers claim that their new space telescope will outdo the Hubble.
0: Oh sure, I bet it will. The,
1: I don't know, I'm gonna say Zuntan, just guessing. Telescope has been the most important scientific project since the launch of the country's space station program, is what they are claiming.
0: That's the most important. Not that right? there's satellite ripping
1: apart. <laughs> machines. Which is crazy, and I love how much we've like hidden that they have a machine that rips apart satellites.
0: Right, so, we just don't want people to realize right? how like
1: oh, it's just crazy
0: ridiculous things have gotten.
1: So yeah, so they have a new. Um, telescope going out into space because you know we just let anyone shooting into space there's no one like patrolling this elon musk oh wait me? no there is oh there
0: is so I, I i don't have the article in front of me but i read for the first time in human history someone has been fined for space junk.
1: <laughs> it's about time right? oh my goodness so this spacecraft is called zoom guessing i guess that's known as the chinese survey space telescope for the CSST. The name Zushan can be literally translated as surveying the sky or survey of the heavens. So they're very creative in the name. So they claim that it is a bust size and it houses a six point six foot diameter of mirrors. The ultraviolet space telescope is to co orbit with the country's Ting Space Station. It has a nominal mission lifetime of only ten years. Out. and they're hoping that they can extend its duties as like years go on so I don't know why they're bragging that they're gonna be our Hubble telescope
0: when it has no longevity
1: and especially since our Hubble's done and we've moved on to the James Webb yeah. so maybe they I don't know maybe they don't know that I assume they do but mm-hmm. anyway so it's designed to outdo NASA's Hubble Space Telescope and it can think that it can be overhauled from time to time by space walkers. So I don't know. We'll see. So they've launched it out. It has a 2.5 billion pixel camera and we'll see. It's going into orbit next year. Wow. I know it's pretty soon, especially in space talk. That's pretty soon. It so. Is. Let's see if we get any good pictures, I guess, or find any discoveries. I don't know. We'll see. Where are you going over there?
0: We're going to a sunny, not at all self-imploding California.
1: Oh. Uh, There are are
0: an estimated 10 vaquitas remaining in the Gulf of California, Mexico now. The uh, International Whaling Commission has issued the first ever Extinction Alert in its 70-year history to spur action to help the world's tiniest and most endangered marine mammal. We want with the Extinction Alert to send the message to a wider audience and for everyone to understand how serious this is, um, said uh, Dr. Lindsay Porter, the vice chair of IWC's scientific community. Um, So, come on.
1: Loading.
0: The Kuitos are the... They claim the reason for this decline is in the population is due to fishers using gillnets, a specialized flat net used for illegal hunting of totabo fish, which are sold into the lucrative traditional Chinese medicine black market. Despite the nearly 30 years of repeated warnings, the Viquita hovers on the edge of extinction and uh, due to gill net entanglements. How do they know it's Gilnet? are all these people who are illegally poaching walking up and being like hey i killed this super rare whale with yeah are there gilnet. any
1: cases are they actually catching them or are they just making an assumption
0: i don't know that sounds oh, awful a lot like the assumption made about the right whales that's almost sunk the main lobster industry
1: it's sh- I mean, which is
0: all a bunch of bullshit. i all
1: want to save them don't get me wrong but i would know uh, i would like to know the facts of saving them mm-hmm. So if there's actually, you know, arrests being made, that's a whole different, that's a horse of a different
0: color. Oh, here's where it gets really good, Ashley. Increasingly desperate efforts to save the animals from extinction have included the government teaming up with Leonardo DiCaprio's foundation. He's probably hit a few of them with his super yacht to pledge to conserve their ecosystem, deploying Navy-trained dolphins to locate them and various attempts to round up and move them to Especially protected marine refuge to start a captive breeding program which had to be abandoned after the death of a female caught well,
1: wait so they, they helped help
0: they helped by, ki- by, by killing one one of ten left
1: uh so that didn't work while there is
0: a very real <laughs> chance of this smallest marine animal going extinct in our lifetimes plans put in place by the Mexican Navy have tried to create a zero tolerance area using 193 concrete blocks to prevent the use of gillnet fishing. This measure has, in theory, caused a 90% decrease in gillnetting within this area, but may have been shifted the problem to the edge of the ZTA. So they threw a bunch of blocks in the ocean to stop gillnets from being used, but they're still being used. And...
1: This is some confusing this research. Is really, yeah. This is. Leonardo DiCaprio, you did not solve this problem.
0: I, did not. I love when we expect guides with, you know, yachts that cost more than, like, the oh, combined housing of an entire, you know, rural town to. To actually give a shit about the stuff. He just wants to distract you from the fact that he's usually banging 18 year olds.
1: Right, he's got the biggest house, biggest yacht, most expensive car, and you're like, he cares about he the environment. He cares
0: about the government. It's like, points. guess
1: how much oil and energy and et cetera was used to build his giant house, giant car, giant yacht. Yeah. Not counting what it, anyway. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to go to Uganda. Yeah, because there's a pregnant dwarf-like creature found on a tree in Uganda and it's a cryptic new species. I know and it's pregnant so there's going to be more of them. So if you are traveling to the woodlands of Uganda like we all do, there is a (laughs) new dwarf-like creature and the one they found is pregnant and it's a brand new cryptic species called, oh, it's a lizard. And it is called the Ligo Okay. Ligo Nathlip. Caron Mojo. And if you can't say that, it's the get there. Gecko. There is a large, three, in size. Ah, I love it. It has a slender body around its mouth and seven sugar on its throat. It brown it has white spots and it appears to have a marked marble pattern in its scales. Underneath the belly are various shades of yellow, a pattern of U and V shaped stripes decorates its throat. So it is not, it is said to be cryptic in nature and they are found now on trees. They are active during the day. And the pregnant gecko they found was found at night. So they're Ooh. pretty cute looking. They have,
0: Well, yeah, it's a gecko. Right? But they,
1: their looking. color patterns and their weird V-shaped patterns and every, all their spots, they are all these different types of colors because it seems oh, like they've crazy. evolved to fit right in. Yeah. Like, unless you're looking for them, you are not going to find them. Yeah. It's pretty perfect. But they're brand new species living in the woodlands of Uganda. So if you're visiting, you got to go, you, you could try to go find them. But I really don't think you're ever going to find them. You wouldn't even find them here in the main woods. Look no, at that. I mean,
0: pretty much blend in anyways, right?
1: would So this is a brand new species that's really just out of this world. It has 16 genetic divergence from other dwarf hippos. So it's pretty cool.
0: Okay, so Moving on to something that has nothing to do with the animals, AI translate 5000 year old cuneiform tablets into English, or so it says it did. Cuneiform <laughs> is one of the earliest writing systems in human history. Archaeologists have traced it back to 3400 BC, a whopping 5400 years ago. It was all. It also lasted for a pretty long time. Over 3,000 years, researchers have found thousands of texts written in cuneiform in the Sumerian and Akkadian languages. Now they've translated trained a uh, neural network that can translate these texts into English effortlessly. Uh, okay. The Akkadian language is one of the earliest known S- Semitic language, uh, a family that includes modern languages such as Arabic and Hebrew was spoken in ancient Mesopotamia, primarily in the Akkadian Empire that was situated in the region that is today parts of Iraq and northeastern Syria. The Akkadian name after the ancient city of Akkad, one of the major cities of their civilization. So, Akkadian was used to, for a wide range of purposes, from administrative legal documents to literature and science texts. It was written using cuneiform script on clay tablets, and its depiction in the 19th century opened up a new world window into the ancient world. Uh, let's actually get to the part. The full decipherment of cuneiform took over 200 years, from 1802 to 2022. Um, huh. Scholars have gradually worked on deciphering and understanding cuneiform, and after a few eureka moments. In tons of work, they finally achieved a good understanding of Cuneiform, but for some researchers, this wasn't enough and wanted to translate Cuneiform more available. Uh, In recent years, language translations have come a long way, and AI is greatly accelerating these trends in the automation. So AI did not translate Uh, these. I see. They put the knowledge they already had into an AI system to translate things more quickly. That's how they get you. Yeah, so this is uh, this is the first time I've been on this site. So if you go to ZME Science, uh, it's clickbait. Don't <laughs> bother with it. They're going to ramble on for 60 paragraphs before they tell you that what they're telling you isn't real.
1: Oh, that's awful. Mm-hmm. You just got clickbaited. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Click, click. Clickity click Well, we have a solar eclipse coming up and it will turn the sun into a spectacular ring of fire. Look for this eclipse on October 14th. So the moon will partially block the sun, creating an annual solar eclipse and turning our star into a cosmic ring of fire. This phenomenon will be visible to those located on the 125 mile wide path of literally that stretches from Oregon to Texas and beyond. It'll span 10 countries in total, Those close to the path, but just outside will instead experience a partial solar eclipse where the moon will appear to take a bite out of the sun, which is pretty cool. So you can also stream it free on uh, space.com's YouTube and NASA's YouTube and their regular um, website. And everybody um, is looking forward to this solar eclipse so if you live in the pathway between texas and oregon there's a bunch of festivals planned um navajo festivals because i guess those are sacred in the navajo culture so that's mm. pretty cool that is cool and this is not going to be our last solar eclipse for like ever but it's going to be the last one of this kind for like 20 something years so yeah. this is the one to see if you're ever going to see one so don't miss the solar eclipse next week or just watch it live nice nice
0: all right, so I've got I've got a pretty cool one. Air Force Research Lab takes a giant leap into the new space age with plans for a nuclear-powered spacecraft system. Oh. On September 29th, the AFRL announced <laughs> it had issued a significant contract award to leading industries such as which ones do you think? Lockheed Martin, <laughs> Westinghouse Government Services, and Intuitive Mechanics to progress the development of nuclear-powered reactors for future spacecraft. The design marks a paradigm shift from traditional electric and solar power toward using nuclear fission to fuel the Air Force's next generation of satellites and space vehicles. The initiative stems from the Joint Emergent Technology Supply on Orbit Nuclear Power Program, or Jettison, managed by the AFRL's Space Vehicles Directorate based at Kirkland Air Force Base in New Mexico. My question is, though... If you know anything about aliens and okay, we know anything about UFOs right right The very little thing we know about UFOs is UFOs like to show up where there's some sort of presence of nuclear activity right. to try and shut it down and mess with it. So if we're shooting off a nuclear uh, powered vehicle, are the aliens just gonna blow it up in space? I hope so. You hope so there might be people on
1: Well there. okay. I guess not that whatever <laughs> but i mean what more will make your presence heard
0: right here, <laughs> i guess
1: Do, i i don't i don't think we'll uh we'll be in like mystery anymore you know are there aliens are there not aliens i think that's one way to find <laughs> out if there are aliens but if aliens do come to Earth, we should be deeply worried because there is an invasive snail and it's deadly to humans, and they're invading the US, starting oh no. with North Carolina. They're ugly as all heck,
0: glorious snails.
1: I know. Uh, this invasive snail is invading the US, and wildlife officials warn it carries a parasite that can affect the brain, Ooh. which causes meningitis, which can lead to death. North Carolina have warned residents just this week that the invasive small species, which can be fatal to humans and devastating to river life, has been identified along the state's Lumber River. So we're coming after you first, Carolina. This is a snail, called the apple snail, is native to South America but has down, it's right here. Humans are urged to freeze or crush the snails. I would love to know how we're supposed to freeze them, but not <laughs> handle them. So don't handle the snails, but freeze them. <laughs> okay. And the bright pink masses, which are attached to them, are eggs, which are filled with toxins that can cause skin and eye rashes. Whoa. The Apple State has already invaded Europe, has already invaded Asia, and has already invaded Hawaii. Now, it's in North Carolina. It has toxic mucus covered hammerhead worm on the list of slimy invases that have spread to the U.S. eastern Seaboard. Now I will show you a picture of this, follow lots of strange shenanigans on Twitter, but Stan, I would love to see your first reaction of this snail.
0: Oh god, that's not a snail. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, Ash is going to have to share that one, it is repulsive. <laughs>
1: Screenshot taken. Head over right this second to Twitter X, whatever you're calling it. I asked Elon Musk what we're calling it now, since we can't say we're tweeting. He didn't answer me, but find my tweet since he didn't answer me.
0: He doesn't seem to realize <laughs> how important we are, <laughs> right? In the community. And tell
1: me what you think. As we have
0: a total of zero listeners
1: <laughs> of the Apple
0: snail.
1: <laughs> it's beautiful stan take
0: it over okay let's see what else i got here Mm -hmm. okay here we go this one's from one of my favorite sites that i don't know if is legit or not but (laughs) ifl science world's only cold-blooded mammal lived on an island and aged like a crocodile one of the things we first learned about the animal kingdom is the difference between warm and cold-blooded animals. While reptiles bask in the sun and get warm, mammals, including those in the sea, must eat regularly to gain energy needed to sustain a constant internal temperature. However, one mammal trapped on a resource-poor Mediterranean island did something rather extraordinary and reversed the norm. being the only cold-blooded animal in the mammal in the world, but a long-extinct goat species. Mitragus Barlacusis That's once roamed across the land that would have connected the Belerick Islands to mainland Europe. Here it stayed, and as the Belaric Islands became surrounded by the sea, the ancient goat found itself living on what is now the Spanish island of Malroca. Mm-hmm. At only 17 inches tall, these animals underwent a series of morphological changes, resulting in short limbs. A small brain size and smaller sense organs, effectively becoming a dwarf species to survive. These goats are also the first animals to have been discovered with the same kind of bone structures that are found in reptiles. Reptiles grow very slowly and have the ability to control or even completely stop their growth based on resources available. This uh, periodic slowing of, of gestation of growth rate leaves a telltale sign on bones of these species. Mm. by looking at the bone histology i don't think histology is i think that's a real thing but of the extinct goat researchers found the same lamellar zone tissues which had previously only been found in uh reptiles the team compared the goat bones to those of crocodiles and found remarkable similarities with the same ability to have slow and flexible growth rates and even stop growing altogether um is also found to reach maturity quite late by around 12 years by contrast a typical goat species might reach maturity uh before nine months of age Hmm. research also suggests that these goats would have had a much slower lifestyle than the typical modern goat of the day rather than running and jumping over island rocks they would have spent more time in the sunshine and become more and more slow moving um, my not only decreased uh, its aerobic ha- ha- capacities and behavioral traits, but also flexibly synchronized growth rates and metabolic needs to the prevailing resource conditions, as do reptiles, said Miak Kohler and Salvador Measola wrote in a study published in 2009. So they found some goats with some weird bones.
1: <laughs> Weird bone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, according to sciencealert.com, it's official. Scientists confirm what's inside the moon. Ooh. I know. Is
0: it more moon?
1: It's not green cheese. Oh, uh, lame. I know. waltz and Gromit will be just so sad. Yeah. So, they have found that the inner core of the moon is, in fact, a solid ball with a density similar to that of iron. I know. So, they are hoping this will settle a long debate about whether the moon's inner heart is solid or molten. It will lead to the accurate understanding of the moon's history, and by extension, that of the solar system. We're never going to know everything about the solar system, though. No. It's just not possible. It's different all the time. So, their results question the evolution of the moon's magnetic field thanks to its demonstration of the existence of the inner core and support a global mantle overturn scenario that brings substantial insight on the timeline of the lunar bombardment in the first billion years of the solar system. Did that make any sense to you? No. <laughs> I know there, but that is from the lead astronomer Arthur Burard of the French National Center. So you know he's French. Does so it make any sense? Yeah,
0: that, that, that checks out.
1: <laughs> so probing the probing
0: Ooh. probing the
1: interior composition Ooh. of objects in the solar system is most effectively accomplished through seismic data. The way acoustic waves generate by quakes move through and reflect from material inside a planet or moon can help discrete create a detailed map of the object's interior. So they think it's solid. They think it's like a solid iron. Seems kind of
0: crazy,
1: but yeah. maybe, right? Right, or it's those little guys on the moon who are like, Let's with the earthlings right
0: now. Okay, long lost Egyptian tomb found with 4,400 year old mummy inside. Ooh. A team of Czech archaeologists have rediscovered a lost tomb that belonged to an ancient Egyptian official called Hathaphysis. Yeah, who lived around 4,400 4, 4, 400 years ago. Um, the discovery even contained the mummified reins of, remains of this individual. According to a statement raised, released by the Czech Institute of Egyptology, I uh, love it. the lost tomb was discovered in the zone between the pyramid fields of Absur and Saqqara in Egypt. It uh, was a difficult search lasting several years. Uh, the said the head researcher um detailed satellite imagery of the area and a study of old maps led to the rediscovery of the tomb in 2022. 160 years ago a French scholar named Augusta Moretti found the site and partially excavated it um uh extracting a false door uh which was a symbolic doorway and not the actual door to the tomb um the the symbolic door was so that the deceased could enter and exit their tomb mm. as they felt and led to a uh uh another exit in the chamber but beyond that um they found a cult chamber a cult chapel yeah. and uh the rest of the tomb was well underneath the sand The artifacts are uh, recovered by Moretti. It was French, mind you. Where do you think they are displayed? In a British museum. Where else would they be displayed? Uh, the door itself provides an extensive and unique account of uh, the uh, man's career. It explains how he was educated at the court of the last Giza ruler and how he later married the daughter of uh, Pharaoh Userkaf. Ushakov himself was an important figure who founded the Fifth Dynasty of Sun Kings. Mm-hmm. Ooh!
1: Right?
0: Yeah. It's
1: crazy how they learned all of that. It's fascinating. Fascinating. Well, Elon Musk has let me down again. Not surprising. Huh? I know. Not only would he not answer my questions about what it's called when I'm tweeting, mm-hmm. which is still upsetting. He won't answer whether or not I'm sending out a tweet or an X. Still don't know what that means. He also claims that he hasn't seen any evidence of extraterrestrial beings.
0: Oh, he's full of shit. He is an extraterrestrial being. You've seen a that guy's weird ass face. There's I know. no way he's not an alien. So he,
1: this article just came out yesterday. That Elon Musk, we all know, is the CEO of spacex and shoot stuff into space and all these other kinds of crazy things um but he claims that people often ask me if i see evidence of aliens and i unfortunately have seen no evidence of aliens yet he claims if he does He'll tell us. Oh, he'll let us know. Thanks, Elon. We are the aliens, as far as I can tell, Musk. Claim challenging our very perception of extraterrestrial beings. Not really. Didn't challenge me at all.
0: Yeah.
1: I think if anyone would know, it would probably be me. And I've not seen any evidence of aliens. So, what that perhaps suggests is that this tiny candle of consciences that is humanity is all that exists in a vast darkness. And we should do everything we can to ensure that that candle does not go out this um he made these i don't know not findings i guess announcements at the astronautical congress that just happened apparently um this is not the first time that musk has talked about the subject your of your life during an interview with fox news the former host tucker carlson back in April he shared a similar statement however he added that if concrete evidence of aliens were to emerge he wouldn't keep it to
0: himself oh you see I believe that uh him and Zuckerberg didn't go through <laughs> with this UFC fight because they knew that there was a chance that one of their uh, skin suits might uh fail them and they would be exposed as lizard people.
1: They definitely would. Yeah. He says, you know, this is his interview in April, by the way. He says, I, you know, am very familiar with space stuff.
0: Space stuff. I know.
1: I have seen no evidence of aliens. I would immediately tweet it out. So is it still called tweet?
0: It's still tweeting, then, isn't it?
1: <laughs> That'd be probably the top tweet of all time. We found one, guys. It's the jackpot with some 8 billion likes. He also recently took to Twitter to assert, I keep telling people I'm an alien, but no one believes me. Yeah, but we believe you. Right, we believe we, you. We, no. Even we though you're too busy straight, to answer our messages, said. Elon. Yeah, but apparently straight from his mouth, we're, he's still calling it Twitter. No. He's still tweeting, so I guess that didn't change. I guess it sort of answered my question.
0: Kind of, not really. Though. But
1: Mr. Mess claims there are no aliens. Sure. I know probably because he knows we're on to him like, right i don't
0: know he could have said something completely different on any given day depending on how much fucking weed he had smoked that day that dude has like no center line it's one way or the other <laughs> all the time he not. he is <laughs> let's see what else we what's got,
1: next man.
0: yeah, yeah okay your favorite r- word starts this okay probe blazes Whoa. new record for the fastest thing ever made I by know. Humans Isn't that so cool? falling through the solar system at an astonishing six thousand six hundred six hundred thousand i can't say all those numbers together i'll say it wrong but it's freaking fast okay it's crazy uh it's it's going hundreds of thousands of miles per hour nasa's Parker Solar probe, probe has just smashed. It just smit That probe smashed right through it. The record for the fastest object ever created by human hands. The event on September 27th marks the turning point of the mission's 17th loop around the sun as it collects data on the heated winds of charged particles and the violent magnetism that surround our closest star and comes just under three years after its previous record of a lot of hundreds of thousands of miles per an hour was uh first clocked at these speeds it'd be possible for an aircraft to circumnavigate our planet roughly 15 times in a single hour or zoom from new york to los angeles in 20 seconds Jeez! yeah not only is it a record speed it's also uh, a record proximity to the sun uh just 7.26 million kilometers above the radiant ocean of plasma. Mm,
1: That's crazy.
0: Right? It's pretty nuts. Uh, Achieving such an incredible feat wasn't the result of powerful propellants, uh, but more consequently, a perfectly timed game of cosmic (laughs) mini-golf. For the uh, Parker Solar Probe to get to right where the action is, it needs to slip in and out of the sun's Corona. Oh no, not its corona. My corona. Unfortunately, we happen to be standing on a mobile launch pad that's hurtling through space at tens of, tens of thousands of kilometers per an hour. NASA used a beefy rocket to line up the oh. shot and, and put their heat shielded ball down the <laughs> celestial green at a speed yeah, they intended did. to help cancel out Earth's orbiting velocity and roll it right down the solar system's throat. They're rolling that probe right yeah. down its throat. <laughs> It's getting better. So many buns.
1: Oh, we're not even writing this. <laughs> we're just reading the news to you lazy people. It's just that good. <laughs> oh, my God. Best ever.
0: You got anything else, Ashley?
1: I do. Have you been to Colorado lately?
0: Uh, nope. But I hear there's lots of wackos. who so think there's a lot of aliens there.
1: This isn't about aliens.
0: Oh, really? We
1: backtrack. Our first episode was Strange Lay in Colorado.
0: Good episode one.
1: But Bigfoot reportedly was spotted from a train in Colorado. Nice. And this image is very blurry, so I'm pretty impressed right now. Okay. See? Yeah. Hold on. Let me scroll, 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 scroll. Because you got to read the story. It's like a recipe, right? You yeah. got to read the story first. Yeah. So I can't zoom in. I don't have those fancy iPhone, Androids. So this couple were on a train out in Colorado and they think they found the Bigfoot. The
0: Bigfoot. The
1: Bigfoot. So Colorado actually is not a hot spot for Bigfoot sightings. Fun fact. But apparently on October 10th, it oh so today. Today! Um a woman named Sharon Parker reached out to Out There, Colorado to share that her and her <laughs> husband had spotted Bigfoot this past weekend um, when they were on a train ride. So they were on the Durango and Silverton narrow gauge railroad train when they spotted movement on a mountain hillside. They noticed it was a near average animal instead of moving on about two feet. The person beside them grabbed their phone and started recording while Shannon snapped several photos. The video footage that was captured is compelling, clearly showing the Bigfoot creature walking and then squatting down. He was pooping. And out there in Colorado's conversation with Shannon, she noted that while she and her husband have never been naysayers when it comes to Bigfoot, seeing was believing. She found it odd that a majority of those on the train passed the scene without noticing the creature and it didn't cause any sort of uproar and had those in the back seats of the locomotive not seen it it would have gone unnoticed when she shared the photos and video footage with train employees she reports they claimed that they had never seen something like before and they thought it could be a legitimate sighting it pretty cool it looks it does look how you'd imagine Bigfoot looking like Mm -hmm. down to all the stereotypes um the video footage if you can find it go to outtherecolorado.com gives a clearer look at the large creature's movement showing it walking as well Bigfoot sightings aren't super common in Colorado and but they do have like one you know hipster touristy destination called the Sasquatch Outpost, which is in Bailey, Colorado, but that's, that's really it. Not many sightings are there. It said there's been like a hundred port reports in the past bajillion years. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they think they have found Bigfoot. So make sure you go to out there, Colorado or the Denver Gazette dot com and actually watch the video of Bigfoot But I have to say, despite the picture looking like what the stereotypical Bigfoot is, I mean, they were on a train, so you can't really stage that. I mean, somebody out there could stage it to screw with people, which is always hilarious. But said people on the train obviously couldn't. So that's pretty cool right there. Maybe we have a Bigfoot in Colorado. We're in Maine, though, so we just think Bigfoot's just... Another woodsy creature that wants to be left alone. I don't know. Is Bigfoot in Colorado?
0: No, it's not.
1: Mr. Positivity over there.
0: Yeah, I. If they saw anything that looked like a Bigfoot, I can. I mean, look how well that thing blended with the grass. If there was something moving of that color, it's probably somebody poaching in a ghillie suit. I don't
1: know. I'm going with the S always. Without doubt always say yes sure oh it's always bigfoot it's always aliens
0: whatever you say always let's see what i got left Do you i you got left? one more left
1: one more left yeah i have one more left what?
0: i know i lost my one more that was left
1: oh he lost his one more left well in trying not to have lagging time i'll go and use see yeah go ahead <laughs> All right. My last one is back to the animals because I love our new species. And this one's close to my heart because a newly discovered snail that is not going to kill you was discovered in the Florida Keys. And very fitting is named after a Jimmy Buffett song. Oh,
0: yes,
1: I yes. love yes. this. It's a newly discovered species of sea snail found in the Florida reef. It's named K.O. Margarita as a nod to Jimmy Buffett's song Margaritaville. It's bright yellow, It has a. it's a worm snail, it's a type of mollusk that sticks to hard surfaces within the coral reef, and forms a tubular shell around itself. Tubular. Tubular. As we all know, Jimmy Buffett died on September 1st, he was 76 years old, and we get to remember him by this beautiful bright yellow sea snail that was found in the Florida Keys. So that's pretty damn fitting. Nice. Just search Jimmy Buffett snail, you can see a beautiful picture, but it's pretty fitting. I love it.
0: Nice. So speaking of Elon Musk, uh, SpaceX has had two back-to-back flights canceled because of strong winds. Uh, SpaceX was hoping to kick off a second week of October with a pair of back-to-back Falcon 9 launches, lifting off from both of its Space Force-based launch pads. However, at about 23 seconds to launch, the hold was called by the launch director, and minutes later, it was canceled altogether. Canceled. Yep. SpaceX has been targeting a liftoff at uh, 1138 to send up 22 Starlink V2 mini-satellites. Up to low Earth orbit, the launch had already been delayed twice as pro-launch preparations had fallen behind schedule. Scrub would fall less than 4.5 hours later by Starlink 7-4 mission, which successfully launched at 12.43. Ooh. As, as everybody, I'm assuming everyone's seen the Starlink satellites going through the sky. It is crazy. They're really cool. so cool.
1: But if you've never seen them, like, because we didn't, didn't see them until... Like, July. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was it was around July because we did fireworks that night. So it was around 4th of July, general area. We didn't even know what we were looking at at first. Yeah. We were like freaking out like, what did we possibly see? And then, of course, I Googled it. I don't know if that's what it was, but they're, they're incredible. Yeah. That it just it affirms my belief that he's a Bond villain. Right, <laughs> <laughs>
0: pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Well, I believe that's all we've got for you for the uh, the Strange News. All
1: the Strange News we got for you.
0: Okay. Um, we will be recording and putting out some new episodes coming right up, so definitely tune in for those.
1: If you like the potato fame and our missing people, we're the ones to
0: listen to. Right? Absolutely. Woo! That's okay. what's
1: coming up next. You can find us on Twitter under Strange Nanigans, Podbean, the strange show strange shenanigans you can find us on instagram under strange shenanigans and even the TikTok under strange shenanigans we sh- should go to patreon.com and buy a of coffee we love coffee we love pizza You buy some pizza right but anytime you sign up for a tier on patreon.com slash strange shenanigans you get stuff out of it you get t-shirts you get stickers you get our undying love so right. go go do that
0: and to be quite frank with our audience uh if anybody signed up for any tier as you know the first person right now you're probably gonna get twice as much stuff as we claim you were going to
1: yeah most likely we're gonna be like really excited i've been stocking stuff up so hurry
0: up right somebody <laughs> do it
1: patreon.com strange shenanigans make sure to follow us on podbean and hop over to spotify and follow us there too i'm ashley i'm stan stay on the stream side